Buenos dias, Gardeners Bay. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update for the 8th of July. The show will be around 10 minutes of the big stuff going on in Venezuela. Let's get started. The Venezuelan government continues to engage in the crypto market. On June 24th, it launched an NFT, non-fungible token, on the marketplace based on the Ethereum exchange technology. The initial sale price was 10 ETH, the equivalent of about $22,000. However, the token was sold for 0.25 ETH, and in eight hours, it was exchanged between several users with a final sale price of almost 8 ETH, which is around $16,000. The announcement was made by the National Superintendent of Crypto Activos de Venezuela, Sunacrip, Joselit Ramirez, on his Twitter account. Many Twitter users asked where the profits were going, since Sunacrip is a state entity. However, there was no answer. Despite the hyperinflation that Venezuela has experienced since 2017, electronic commercial transactions increased by almost 80% during 2020. According to the Mexican newspaper El Economista, in Venezuela, most people use both web pages and direct purchases through WhatsApp and Instagram to acquire different goods and services. Additionally, the low import taxes make it very profitable for Venezuelans who have little purchasing power to buy imported products from portals such as Amazon and Walmart. Although it is too early to be certain, several economists point out that hyperinflation in Venezuela could be on hold. Ronald Balza, dean of the Faculty of Economic and Social Sciences of the Andres Bello Catholic University, said that, quote, it's been 12 months without having 50% again in a month, because once you exceed 50%, the distortions that exist in the fiscal and monetary system are so severe that you have to make sure to correct them to say that hyperinflation has stopped, unquote. Even though there have been several months without such a severe increase in prices, the necessary fiscal corrections to put the brakes on have not yet been made due to hyperinflation. The export of Venezuelan oil has also improved. Compared to July 2020, crude oil exports have increased more than 60%. In large part, this increase is due to shipments sent to China before the tax that raised import costs by 40% took effect. Moving on from updates on the economy, the leaders of Fundaredes, an NGO in charge of reporting on the activities of guerrilla groups in Venezuela, were detained by the Maduro government on the 2nd of July. The leaders were accused of treason and terrorism, So far, there is no information on the health status of any of the detainees, nor where they are detained. On Monday, the 5th of July, 123 NGOs spoke to debate a bill proposed by Maduro on communal cities, since, according to them, this project threatens the democratic state and seeks to turn it into a communal state. This bill seeks to geopolitically reorganize the different states and cities of the country and assign the power to govern and market their goods and services to unelected people 
through the universal vote. For Venezuelans abroad, there is good news. They can already get an apostle for their documents from Uruguay, Curaçao, and Trinidad and Tobago. Since the 1st of July, this procedure is available through the embassies of each country. The apostle has been one of the most cumbersome procedures for Venezuelans who wish to emigrate legally as the high demand for documents has often resulted in long wait times. This certificate legalizes documents such as birth certificates or university degrees to be recognized outside the country. In addition to this, for Venezuelans in Peru, the president in charge, Juan Guaido, created a magazine called Radar Emprendedor. Guaido made the magazine in alliance with the Chamber of Commerce of Peru, and with it he seeks to guide and give visibility to small and medium businesses, as many Venezuelans, as well as Peruvians in that country, want to reactivate the economy after a year as difficult as that of the pandemic. This magazine can be found on its web portal, which we'll link in our show notes. And in news within the country, Nicolas Maduro announced that the Abdallah vaccine, which is still in the experimental phase, will be made available to children and adolescents between 3 and 16 years old, beginning in October. In Cuba, this vaccine has already begun to be applied to children of these ages, so the Maduro regime plans to do the same with the doses acquired from Cuba. In Lada State, which is in the center west of the country, 2,000 people were scammed with vaccines. These people paid between $100 and $450 to get the vaccine, but were injected with a combination of water, antibiotics, and pain relievers that caused a reaction in their bodies. Four people were arrested for the crime after three weeks of investigation and monitoring. And in Merida, in the west of the country, 200 people received double doses of vaccine by mistake. The vaccination center responsible admitted that they wrongly applied double doses of the Sinopharm vaccine of Chinese origin. Those affected were asked to undergo blood tests to determine if this caused any type of adverse reaction in the body. Several people reported feeling only more tired than usual. In accordance with the agreement between the Banco del Alba and the state airline Conviasa, a plane carried a shipment of 20,000 doses of Sinopharm vaccine that were originally donated by Venezuela to Antigua and Barbuda on the 30th of June. The trip was made in order to support the detection, care, prevention, and containment measures deployed in those nations to face the coronavirus pandemic. And on the 29th of June, something very exciting occurred. A group of scientific researchers spotted two Hukumari cubs, the only endemic bear in the region. The sighting was made through hidden cameras scattered throughout the Andean forest that is located between the states of Merida, Trujillo, and Barinas in the western part of the country. This news is very encouraging because the Hukumari bear, known as the Frontinian bear, does not usually have cubs unless conditions are very favorable for the perpetuation of the species, which is why it is at risk of extinction. And to close this edition, Jonathan Vegas, a Venezuelan golfer, 
has qualified to compete in the Tokyo Olympics that will begin on the 23rd of July. With this classification, Venezuela reaches its 12th classification for the Olympics, among which it has representatives in the categories of volleyball, BMX, athletics, judo, fencing, rowing, and karate. Best of luck to all participants. That's it for this week. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Let us know your thoughts and ideas. Please leave a review, or you can also send us an email with your recommendations or questions to podcast at rorschach.com. Thank you.